The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Tuesday, beautiful summer-like day as we head into the month of uh, October. And uh, baseball playoffs are on. Watching some of them uh, here in the studio. Best of three series, remember. Uh, Minnesota's leading Toronto three to nothing. But all three games are, if they're necessary, are played in the home team stadium. Is that correct? Is that how they do this? Yes. There's no travel. No. And Texas beat Tampa in Tampa in front of 19,000. Ooh, packed house. 4 boys, nothing, uh, Texas. You boys know why uh, Tyler's not going to be on the show tomorrow? Is he doing baseball play-by-play? No, but it's baseball-related. Are you going to a game? Yes. So my buddy bought tickets to uh, Game 2 in Milwaukee tomorrow. Thinking it was going to be Cubs Brewers. Oh, it is no longer Cubs Brewers. It is Cubs or is uh, Brewers Diamondbacks. So why are you going then? Just to go. Like I've never been oh. to a playoff baseball game. He's tired of talking about this dreadful what? football team. Wait, 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 wait. I know he's tired of that. You've never been to a never because playoff baseball well, game. Think about it. when I, when the Cubs were going well. I was in college most of the for most of those years. Yeah, all of those years, pretty much. So I've never been to a playoff baseball game. I've always been in school. What about like in 07 and 08? How old were you? For- I was 11, 11 and. 10 and 11. What were your parents doing then? Not take me to a playoff baseball game. (laughs) Meller's a Sox fan. He's never been to a playoff baseball game. Were both of those sweeps, too? They were, yes. So it was like minimal. They went 0 6. Swept by the Diamondbacks, swept by the Dodgers. You really missed out. Yeah. You could have seen uh, Pinella not use Carlos Zambrano. Yes, that's right. Remember that? I thought he saved him in game one. That is what he did. No, he he started him in game one, and he took him out early, I That's thought, right. to save him for, for, the, later, right. for like yeah. game four or Later five. in the series, yeah. yes. And then I thought for sure that uh, 08 was our year. The Cubs, I thought for sure that was our year. Yeah, that and when that you young, rode home crying on the... Uh, no, that was, uh, okay. that was in 03. Okay. I will say 07, I still have nightmares of Chris Young hitting leadoff homers. That was against Rich Hill. Cubs started Rich Hill in Game Three. Remember all this stuff? Yes, still pitching. The Game Three against the Diamondbacks, right? How old is is Dick Mountain? Forty. He's got fifty six. Forty two. Forty one. Forty two. Good for him. Still spinning it at the age of forty two. Yeah, it is great for him. Forty three. So uh, yeah, that's that's the baseball. I want to catch you up on. uh, on some of the Bears stuff, and then we'll take your calls on. We were talking some Cubs here. Jed spoke today and some Bears. Um, Chase Claypool is still officially a member of the Bears, though he's not in the building. It's a Tuesday, which is usually a day off, but the Bears play on Thursday against Washington in the uh, Thursday night football game. We did make contact with Al Michaels. Oh, yeah? He's given us a, uh, maybe? a, a maybe for tomorrow. Okay, good. He thinks he could possibly fit us in for tomorrow. So we hope to renew uh, acquaintances. He's going to be absolutely 
disgusted by the game. Yeah, I know he will. Yeah. yeah. When they did the promo for the game, he just said Ugh. it's Bears. No, he just said it's Bears and Commanders next Thursday. And then they sat out the rest of it and they didn't say a word. I don't know if you noticed that last not, Thursday. And, and they just ducked out. We should apologize if we'd have him on. Al, right, we're well, sorry. It's not our fault. You keep telling me that. It's not that's, our fault. That's right. Um, I want to play you a couple of things. This is First, let me play you Justin. Can I ask you one question yeah. real quick? Uh-huh. Would it, they haven't made a move from this player at this particular time. Do you believe that that is because it's a short week? And that there is still hope that they can bring him back after this short week, and he will still be part of the no, team. Or are no, you a believer I think he's that done. he's? I think he's done. What is the delay then? I think they're trying to trade him. Do you think? I, I, but though I don't know, I don't like this. Is all these are guesses? Do you believe? Is there any chance they're looking if they can trade him to try and get out of the, out of the contract with cause? Uh, this is the final year of his deal. I think it's. I. I is it? I don't know that that's worth the hassle. It's the Bears. They're not getting out with cause no, either. Know, that's yeah. for what? Because he's a jerk. Because he doesn't run hard. He's, <laughs> he's a bad blocker. Whether he didn't show up on time. Yeah. I don't. I'm with Jeff. I think NFL. I'm PAs, not sure that. Yeah. They, they, they've given away a lot of things to the NFL. This yeah. is one where I don't think the they'd Bears be licking have much their of a chops price. to sit down for an arbitration over this one. Well, like I, I think like the I think the obvious answer is that they're trying to, tr- like yeah. there's still days to go before, before the next week's games, and they're hoping that they can entice someone to at least get a seventh round pick, a six, something, seventh round pick swap. Do they do pick swaps? They I, do. They yeah, do I'm conditional sure. pick swap. They they could theoretically get that. Or do you think that like if the, you hadn't given up the twenty? or the 32nd pick of the draft last year that you would have already moved on. Is there, are you clinging to the thought or the hope that you're going to get something in return for him because you gave up such a valuable commodity for him? Like at this point, you just, you move on. Don't it you almost looks worse. Well, if he's not in the building, what do you do? Is the only Justin thing fields had to continue to a- answer questions. Well, today. right, but now it will be d- done. Don't you think like, isn't it mostly that you're just wasting a roster spot now, but you're also wasting a roster spot with Valus Jones. You're wasting a roster spot with a few different guys. I know, but like, again, maybe it just is me and it would make me feel better, but just our, it almost our, looks, it almost makes them look worse if they trade him for a conditional seventh round pick rather than just cutting him. At least if you cut him, you're showing that you can move on past yeah. the sunk well, wait cost. Wait a minute, Brock Purdy was drafted with the last okay, pick that, in the draft. You know what? That is the argument for why you're holding out. Every what any you pick, just said, any pick could turn into something. You're you right. know, listen, I get it. Maybe Charles Leno was what, is starting how many straight games now? A million. And he maybe, was a seventh round pick. Maybe they're waiting to see how this weekend goes because if there are other injuries, injuries, there may be somebody. No, okay. Like the, deadline, the deadline isn't far away. There but in teams. the meantime, you just stay away. Okay, how about this then? That's a good ex- explanation. So uh, now I, I, I feel better about it. Can we just agree up at Hallis Hall that from now on we've answered enough questions? If there are further questions yeah, about yeah. him, ask the front office. Don't ask the coach of the players anymore. I think they've done their duty. Right? If I was a player or a coach, I'd be like, you know what? 
All the next questions, they go upstairs. Someone someone in Twitch said, besides West Coast Bias, who says Sylvie's having a bad day today. I don't know what Why? that means. I don't know. Winner Deluxe says, put Claypool on the practice squad and see if someone claims him. I would think they, he's not getting paid that much, is he? Someone would claim him. Like, it's not the money that you're worried about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, again, as I've said in the past, I think we've all, the entire city, have spent too much oxygen on this conversation. Yeah, it's true. So let me just play you the, let me me play the, uh, Justin, let me play you Justin Fields, and then I want to play you the Ryan Poles from last year. This is what Fields said today. Unless you, you're tired of the oxygen of what he yeah, said listen, today. Go ahead. This is, right. I thought he answered it well. I did. This I just don't, I don't think it's fair to him to have to answer it anymore going this, forward. This is Justin Fields today at the podium. You know, it sucks. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, can't control it. And uh, got to go out there with the guys that we have and uh, execute like we did this past Sunday. So, uh, you know, wish nothing but the best for Chase. And, um, you know, I think he knows that, you know, he kind of, Messed up by kind of saying that, but, you know, wish nothing but the best. He's a talented player, and he's a great person, uh, has a good heart, and, you know, works really hard. So um, definitely going to be staying in touch with them uh, regardless of what happens, and um, wish nothing but the best. You get messed up saying. Justin, do you think he'll be back at some point this season with the Bears? Uh, that's a question for Coach Flus and Pose. I don't, I don't I don't make those decisions. That's but my prayer grade, so, yeah. When you say uh, messed up and what he said, are you talking about? Talking about the media, how he just said no. Um, you know, talking multiple times, and he really tries to avoid the media. So, uh, you know, that that day, y'all just caught him, and you know, and of course, I think you know, if he got asked that again, or if he, you know, wish he could take it back, he would. But of course, he can't. And uh, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Saying that it's not being used correctly. That that whole exchange on Friday. Right? Yeah, that exchange on Friday. Yeah. Do you think that factored into being an active and? No, um, coach told us that, you know, that one thing didn't factor in for them. It was a numerous of things. I'm not sure what that was. Um, like I said, that's a more, more of a question for him. Um, I don't make the, make the decisions, but you know, I'm just saying as a whole, just the drama it caused, just, you know, all the big media stuff. I know if he could uh, take it back, he, he definitely would. So it's only four games into the season. We've had a lot of conversations like the one we just had about Chase. How challenging has that been for you as a leader to kind of navigate all of this, not only not winning on the field, but then the stuff that happens off of it? Um, I don't think it's as challenging as, you know, it may seem from the outside. Well, I think guys in here have done a good job, you know, managing, um, you know, and blocking out the outside noise. So that's kind of been good to see. Uh, and we just know, uh, you know, we just cut, try to focus on what we can control, and that's what's going on in here, and that's, you know, um, getting ready for Washington and getting ready to play. So as much as y'all think it does affect us, as much as the media thinks it affects us, um, you know, I know the guys in here are solid. You know, they, they bring the same mentality each and every day to work, so definitely proud of those guys, the way they've handled everything and uh, the way they work through everything. Have you spoken to Chase at all since Sunday's game? Uh, not since Sunday's game. I talked to him Saturday, but uh, not not after Sunday. What was his mindset when you spoke to him on Saturday? He was cool. Uh, you know, he was he was good. I was just you know uh, really just checking up on his mental, make sure, making sure he was uh, straight mentally. Said he was gonna take some time to himself, and uh, you know, kind of kept it short. But uh, I mean, the biggest thing I didn't really get into the details of you know what all that happened. I was just you know simply just checking up on him, you know, as, as a friend and stuff like that. So yeah. So there's a good a, friend, Justin Fields. He is, yeah, he is. He's a good teammate. 
Um, here is the poll question. You can vote on my uh, a Twitter handle, at Waddle and Sylvie. We've had 4,444 votes. Exactly. And uh, the question is, who are you most mad at for the Chase Claypool Bears failure? Is it Claypool, is it Getze, or is it Poles? And right now, Claypool leads the voting, but not by much, 46.3% of the vote. Ryan Poles is second for making the trade at 44.6% of the vote. Luke Getze is at 9% of the vote. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Um, Toyota Let's Go Places. This was Ryan Poles less than a year ago on our show. Uh, that day, remember when we announced that we were the future home of the Bears? We were at Dave & Buster's, I believe, in Vernon Hills yep. when we interviewed him uh, after he made the trade. Remember, there was some talk about his character and, and, or maybe a lack thereof in Pittsburgh. And we asked him about Claypool's character, and this is how Poles answered the question. Yeah, he's a fire guy. He, he, he's emotional. He's, he's highly competitive. He's got alpha to him. He's got that dog in him. Um, and, and, and we're going to have a conversation. We have an onboarding process. We'll get him with our coaches to understand how we're going to operate here. Uh, we have a really good culture um, in the receiver room and, and on our team right now that, that's kind of gelled quickly. And um, he'll know how we operate, and I feel comfortable about it. It didn't work out well. And here's Poles talking about whether or not he evaluated him back in college. Yeah, I did. Uh Again, just the size, speed, and explosion combination um, was unique. And it's a guy that can, can win contested catch situations. He also is a violent blocker. He's violent after the catch. Um, and also just the added uh, ability to, to be a f- low 4-4 guy that can stretch the field as well. So um, I think he, he's a really good fit for some of the other guys we have in that room as well. Didn't turn out to be any of those, did he? Not from my perspective, no. Um Look, I understood why they were looking to make a move for a player that fit that bill because the free agent market wide receivers was going to be kind of thin. Um, I, I Honestly, I even said at the time, like, I was wowed by his measurables. I had not done a lot of film study on him, so I couldn't have told you at that moment whether or not he was great with releases off the line or he could create separation or a great top-end speed, any of that stuff. Um but when you put the film on now, like none of the none of the size speed combination stuff, the athleticism, it doesn't really stand out. You know what's alarming is listening back to that, Sylvie, as you play it, when he it's almost like he's telling us what he's wishing he'll be, because never did I see Chase Claypool act as a dog or as an alpha out there. Yeah, he has the four four speed. And all the physical talents that Waddle just talked about. But the reality is what Ryan Poles was selling us right there was not at all what we saw. And the truth be told, he never showed that in Pittsburgh, really. Yeah, I mean, like, they got him after how, what was it? Was he after a year and a half or was it two and a half years? Two and a half. Two and a half. So there was a body of work. Like, I just put the film on it, and I wish I'd, I'd put the film on, you know, soon after. Because it was a four-year deal because he was a second-year he was a second round pick, right. so we got him for that. The Bears got him for that what, last what, half, and then this year. What was the first thing I kind of said to you after a few games last year watching him? I was like, "Wow, he doesn't play as big or as fast no. as his measurables." I, I was, I was shocked, and too. I was surprised as hell me, by me that. Too. Me too. And then, and then, well, maybe he tweaked his knee. 
You know, yeah. Well, maybe he doesn't right. know the offense. Right. And, and you know, again, that and, can be difficult to come into a new environment and you're learning new, you know, new play calls, new terminology, all of that other stuff. I kept an open mind about it. But, yeah, and there, was no, there was no growth this year in a short period of time. Uh, James, James in New Lenox, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? Hey, guys. Uh, real quick, um, I got a Caleb Williams comment, and then if I can make a Cubs comment, I'd like to. But sure. Uh, as far as Caleb Williams goes, if we're in a position to draft him, and from the reports, if it's true that you know the Bears are the team that he's implying that can't develop a quarterback and he might go back to school if uh, the Bears had the number one pick, if you brought Riley with him, like if you hired Riley and fired Eberflus, um, do you think he probably declares then? knowing that he followed him from Oklahoma to USC and then USC to the NFL, if that was the case. And then my Cubs comment, um, I kind of disagree with a few things I heard you say recently, Sylvie. Um, you know, I think they they played the Schwarber uh, deal wrong. They should have just tendered him instead of letting him walk for nothing. I think that was definitely a hiccup. But that, right. I, w- I was talking about uh, extensions. Uh, they, def- sure. they definitely played that wrong when we have documented that. And with Joe, like, I know you're a big Joe Madden guy. Um, I like Joe when he got hired, Joe Cool, you know, two shots and a beer. But I think anyone who's a Cubs fan who put the time in and watched the games, that whole don't let the uh, pressure exceed the pleasure, after they lost in 15 to the Mets, like, and just got their heads beat in, he went into 16 feeling the pressure, and I think that showed. Um, I mean, I'm still happy they won. He's still the manager that got him there. But I really do think, like the rumor is, like Hayward's speech, that they ended up winning that game for them in spite of him almost because he was trying to give it away. Like he put the plan out of what was going to happen publicly. And then he and went he away can, from that. He completely flipped it multiple right. times, like led, taking Hendricks out, going to Lester in a dirty inning, going to Chapman right. in a dirty inning. Like, he couldn't have managed that game seven worse, and he was just lucky to get bailed out. He so wasn't, he, he, look, he wasn't perfect. And when you, when, when you watch a lot of guys, for sure, and we, we've talked about that. We even confirmed that with Jay Hay, that his speech was more about let's win for ourselves and almost an F the manager. I think Arietta was the first guy. We had always heard that through the rumor mill, and Arietta was the first guy to confirm that it was more of an F the manager, let's win for ourselves, and then... Hayward in this studio confirmed it with us that that's basically what it was. Um, but still, what I always liked about Joe was the culture and him playing the young guys. That he always would would enable the young guys to play and would throw them into the fire. And and it's not it's something that I don't love about Rossi. And then about the Caleb Williams stuff. Um, I don't know if any of that is true, but I think that there are many things they can do to clean this up yeah. to make it enticing for whoever the draft pick is going to be. I uh, Look, I, I'm biased, but I still find this to be a desirable football town if you do things the right way for all involved. So I, I, I'm not buying any of that noise until I hear hear from the player saying it. So I'm not going to sweat that stuff right now. Uh, Bill in Evanston, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bill? Yeah, thinking about Justin Fields and whether there's cause for optimism, I don't think so. He looks great for three quarters against a team that 
surrendered 70 points the week before. So I feel like that's just sort of baseline. Like any quarterback should be able to do that. And then in crunch time, you saw him feeling the pressure again. There were some shades of Mitch that played the, the turnover. The, it wasn't a pick six. I guess it was a fumble. But we were all praying for the tuck rule that didn't come. And then the, the final drive, the interception. So I don't know. If, if that's what he does against the Broncos, he's not going to have an easier defense. So I think we're right back to square one. And, and let's keep in mind that we had expectations for this season, but we don't really know who Justin Fields is as a quarterback who Eberflus is as a head coach, and who Poles is as a GM. So we there were a lot of there was a lot of hoping going on, and I so far we don't really have a lot of reason to believe that they're good at any of their jobs. I would say the most the most uh, definite feeling I have is about the coach at the moment. Yes, yes. Now I have I, I have feelings about all the other conversations as well, but the one that I feel strongest about right now is it's just not it's not a good fit. No, I think he so what are the other two then? Well, I I, I mean, look, I think that that the point that's being made about in crunch time our quarterback after three quarters of playing brilliant football went back to being the mistake prone guy that we've seen the majority of the time is concerning. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to hope and, and expect him to do some good things against Washington. But before all of the bad memories are washed away, the first thing you got to see him and his teammates do is put a team away. Like this team hasn't won a game in 14 tries over the course of the last year and a half. Like, as I've said, ad nauseum, real progress is made in crunch time. And until they, they go out and win a game, because of the stuff they're doing, there's going to be questions, and that's fair. It's going to be fair. And what about Poles? I think the best thing that Ryan Poles has done is, is he's equipped his franchise with flexibility. I thought the trade with Carolina was, was, a, it was a dynamite trade. You got D.J. Moore, a difference-making player. You ended up getting a pick that turned into Darnell Wright. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. And you've given yourself flexibility that next year, if you do have to pivot in the draft... You're going to be able to do that and go forward. There's a lot of things that he has done, though, that that haven't sat real well. Valus Jones, obviously Chase Claypool. Uh, I think Nate Davis was was good last week, and having him in the huddle and, and him being available, I think that you'll see that he's a good player. He's just got to be out there. Um, you know, there are some of the other issues that, that, that you know, are going to play out over the course of time. Some of these draft picks. Is, is Pickens going to be a player? You know, and they've spent some money. And right now they haven't gotten a whole lot in return on it. So, uh, I mean, I think that story is being written as we go along. I'm not as definitive about that. I'm not going to tell you it's all been great. I'm not going to tell you it's all been bad. I think that, that his job takes time. Like I, I, it takes more time for me to come to a conclusion about him than it does necessarily Eberflus. than the coach. Yeah, than Eberflus for sure. All right, three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to uh, discuss with us either the Cubs or the Bears, we've got Mellor's waiver wire. That's going to come in handy for many of you. This is a prime season here for the waiver wire in fantasy football and more of your phone calls. And Black and Abdallah will join us in studio as well to cross talk in about 20 to 25 minutes. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable.
Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. All right, let's uh, get the waiver wire from Neller. Then we'll uh, take more of your Bears calls. 312-332-3776. Neller's Weekly Waiver Wire is brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. You want to sing a waddle? Tullamore, Tullamore, Tullamore Dew. You handle the singing. Come on, waddle. A little enthusiasm, please. Let's go, waddle. Tullamore, Tullamore, Tullamore Dew. Come on, waddle. Help us. Tell me if, uh, how to fix my fantasy team. Only if you sing. Nope. Tell them more, tell them more, tell them more, do. That was good. Fine. We can do this until 6 o'clock. I'm fine with <laughs> I'm it. I should listen. Yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm fine that's with That's what it. they... That's what they, they come a, here a for. A pouty Tom Waddle. Yeah. That's what they're looking for for the last half hour. Oh, so I'm pouty because I won't sing yes. your song and yes, be your you radio... Are. Be, you radio dummy. You've been the radio monkey you for You can stick it, too, just like the cat years. on my Why stop over now? here. You both stick it. You call me what? Meow. Guy, fella, you know what you're dude, cat. No, call everyone cat. You're a cat. It's what the cool kids call people. <laughs> <laughs> little cat. You yeah. could be little cat. Got a big cat and a little cat. All right, boys, here we go. The primary target that I think could be a difference maker on some waiver wires out there. He's available in about 50% of leagues. Jamison Williams. He's obviously the receiver who was taken in the first round by the Detroit Lions last year. He was suspended initially for six games. It was reduced, though, to four games after the NFL came to an agreement with the NFLPA regarding their new gambling policy. So apparently you can gamble on other sports, just not football, which is a good policy, I think. So he's returning this week. So if he's available out on your waiver wire, I think he is a must-add because he has the potential to be that deep play threat the the Lions offense is kind of lacking a little bit so I think there could be a potential league winner here for later in the season so go ahead and add him if he's available but again only available in 50% of leagues hopefully your league is one of those where he's available another wide receiver who is readily available though in most leagues Michael Wilson the rookie wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals who looks like he might be he's a big guy and with uh, Hollywood Brown the number We're- one where would he come from? Where did Michael Wilson come from? College. What college? <laughs> I'm a fantasy football expert, not a a uh, draft expert here. Okay. So Jeez. I don't have every uh, guy. Now who's testing? Now he's, he's on pouty. Arizona. Yes, he's on Arizona. Now who's pouty? Tyler, you're the college Stanford. tailgate. Stanford. There you go. There you go. Did he look good last year, Tyler? In college? I didn't watch much of him last all year. All right, actually. all right. So he scored a couple touchdowns this past week, though, and he looks like he's somebody who, uh, if you need some receiving help, he might be a guy. You want to grab him right now. I can't tell you if he's going to be great because I don't know if the Arizona Cardinals are going to give you a lot of points this year, but you want to be uh, proact- proactive at him now. If you need some help this week, if you're a T. Higgins owner, I think Tyler yeah. Boyd is worth adding because usually when T. Higgins or Jamar Chase is out of the lineup, that is when Tyler Boyd excels. With the caveat, though, that the Bengals' offense kind of looks broken. Yeah, no one's excelling. So let's be a little bit careful here, but I think he's worth adding in case you're looking for some wide receiver help. He could have uh, an expanded role with Higgins likely out for at least this week. Some wa- some running backs. I think the number one ad, if you watched last night, Zach Charbonnet, 
Looks like somebody who could be a good featured back if he gets the opportunity. Right now, obviously, Kenneth Walker III is in front of him. But if anything happens to Walker, I think Zach Charbonnet would step in and immediately be a starting running back in fantasy football. So add him if he's available. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. He's the number two in San Francisco. If he's available on your waiver wire, grab him because we know Christian McCaffrey has had injury history in his past. So I think Elijah Mitchell would be someone you want on your roster in case injury does hit. Jeff Wilson set to return from the pup list for the Dolphins soon. So grab him as well. And then finally, if you're looking for help this week, Jaleel McLaughlin. We saw him here against the Bears last week when... The uh, Denver Broncos' Javante Williams went down with an injury. McLaughlin looks like he's the better bet than Samaj P. Ryan, so add him if you need some running back help this week. All right, is that it? I mean, you have. I mean, you want more? You want no, more? that's good. Okay. That's good stuff. All right. If you want more, tune in at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning when I give you the Fantasy Football Show. Sounds good. 312-332-3776. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's go to Mike and Homer Glenn. Mike, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got you it. Bet. Hey, so I know the Bears. I know everyone's been harping about the Bears offense, which is deserving, but Eberflus was a defensive coordinator when he was hired. And now through four games, the team has two sacks and two turnovers. Those two turnovers were off of Blaine Gabbert during the Chiefs game uh, in garbage time. Such a good point. They've given up. They've given up the second most amount of points in the NFL. The only reason they're not the, the, they have the most because the Broncos gave up seventy. So, I even if the offense was doing good like they did in the first half last week, I don't see this team still winning a game. To me, the defense is seems like the bigger issue on this team right now. Mike, I said it after the KC game, and it it sounds weird after. The offense failed to score in the first three quarters. I walked away from that game. They, they had 99 passing yards, and they were in, in, in garbage time for the majority of the game. I was more perplexed by how bad the defense was than I was the ineptitude of the offense. And it's also a reason why I didn't think that the decision to go for it on fourth down was a bad decision. Like, I don't want to rehash it all, but like I don't no, trust this like defense it. to do anything. Think about it. The uh, the opponents off the Bears' offense have what three touchdowns, two interceptions, two pick sixes, and, and the fumble, fumble for yeah. a touchdown. They have yeah. scored three times against the Bears' offense. Yeah. The Bears only have two total turnovers. Yeah, and two uh, sacks or three sacks, two sacks. Well, I'm just talking about the turnovers. Like they have three touchdowns against the Bears' offense off of turnovers. The Bears only have two turnovers, and as he said, those came against the backup quarterback in a blowout. Yeah, that's not good. It, it, it's crazy. It's not good. Daryl in Lansing. Daryl, you're on ESPN 1000. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing today? We're good. All right, all right. Hey, earlier I was listening to the um, poll that you had on uh, polls, and then you had um, Claypool and... Also, you had um, Getsy. Getsy. Yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, when I hear that, Getsy needs a little bit more of the uh, blame there, too. We, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, Claypool is not everything that he was built, built up to be. But I remember when we first got him, people were very happy. Yeah, he was a throwaway toy from Pittsburgh, but they got a new toy when they had their new quarterback and they picked up Pickens. 
So for us, he was a nice new toy because our receiver room was terrible. So now here we are. We move ahead with Claypool not being what he is. But when it comes to polls, a few mistakes have been made. Yeah, we'll say Bellis. But I look along the way where he has changed our salary cap uh, structure. He brought us uh, DJ Moore. Everything is going good. But then when I look at the team, I say, why can't we run some more spread and do something that allows Justin to do the things that he did in the first half? I was at that game, and everybody in our section was like, there they go again. They went conservative. They closed the um, offense down, put them on tight. I know you got to do that sometimes, but that's when everything started exploding. And then, like my man just said about defense, that's what also got us. Justin, yes, he should have tucked the ball. And that, that, that um, interception, Cole made me very mad. I was looking at that. I said, he went the other way. And that's something that when you're saying Justin can't find his way sometimes on those targets, those are the type of things that those little bitty things there that get us in trouble. Go so, ahead, I mean, Waddle. you know, yeah. Why don't want to address a few of these? Okay. Well, hey, and, and hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Of course. Take care. Thanks for, uh, thanks for making the call. Um, All right, guys. I, I and I resisted it when I heard Cap say it. I, I don't think that I don't think this team went into a shell and took their foot off the gas in the second half. The first drive of the second half was nine minutes and it ended up in a touchdown. The next drive you went three and out. That happens. And then your next drive was first down and ten. You got a positive play. I think it was second and third or three. You got a first down. Then you were first and ten. Then you were second and three. You got a first down. And then the, the, the sack fumble happens. And then you went on a drive that you took the ball from where you were all the way down into, despite three penalties on the drive, and Tyler Scott stepping out of bounds, you still found yourself at the 25-yard line? Like, And then what about his Cole Komet comments that Cole Komet made him mad? Even the quarterback told you what happened. He told you that Cole Komet did the right thing. That he threw the ball to a spot. You don't throw the ball to a spot against a man defense. That in that particular defense, what he has to read is is that Cole Komet's got a guy on him. He's got to throw it to the outside shoulder. Don't take it from me. Take it from Matt Ryan, who said it after the as the game was going on. Matt played the position for 15 years in the NFL. And Matt Ryan said, when you find man coverage like this, Justin's got to know that the ball's got to be thrown to his, his back shoulder. And to Justin's credit, he said the same thing after the game. That's on me. So... I don't know. I mean, what else What else can you say? There were three three quarters that was spectacular. I think there were a couple adjustments that the the Denver Broncos made really late in the game. And you heard, I believe, Sean Payton say it. I, I, I saw the quote today that I hadn't seen before where Sean Payton said, we were surprised that they didn't do more designed quarterback runs, and we basically prepared against them like like they were going to bring out a game plan like they used against the New England Patriots. So at the end of the game, Sean was like, we sat back in zone and we wanted to keep him in the pocket and make him decide, and we knew at that point we had him. That's Sean Payton talking. That's not me talking. So there, the point I'm making is there were, there were some adjustments late in the game. But this wasn't them taking their foot off their gas. There were so many player errors in the fourth quarter. Four penalties. 
Tyler Scott steps out of bounds, which allows the Denver Broncos not to burn a timeout. Justin gets the sack fumble. Like, that changes things. Like, again, everyone says, well, you came out in the second half and you went conservative. No, you didn't. You went on a nine-minute drive and put the ball in the end zone. Like, let's just acknowledge that in the fourth quarter, player air sunk their battleship. They got outscored 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Two turnovers, four penalties, and a handful of mental mistakes. That's why you lost. And you couldn't stop a fart in the end of the game. You haven't been able to stop anybody all season long. I don't have an agenda. I, when, I, when I tell you the first three quarters is the best I've seen a Bears quarterback play maybe ever. Ever. Everything was out on time. All the decisions were right. The accuracy was brilliant. In the fourth quarter, they started making typical mistakes that have left them in the position that they've been in now for 14 consecutive games. They haven't found a way to close things out. You and I talked about that last year. Didn't bother us as much last year because this was a a complete teardown. We thought this year, you know, your objective is different. This is when you learn how to win games. They haven't learned how to do that yet. And it was on full display out on the field on Sunday. Yep, it's a must-win game on Thursday. That's for sure. Three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. Love the passion from Waddle. I have a headache. Yeah, I, I, we will take care of that. Okay. Got ten more minutes. Hang in there. Um, also, uh, there was a record-setting nugget from a baseball game today. Not one that anyone wants to brag about. We will tell you about that coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. So this according to Front Office Sports. I I, I knew this wasn't right. That while the Rays have drawn not a lot of people. That even for them in a postseason game, 19,704 today for their first game against the Rangers in the best of three is low. Um, So according to front office sports, that number is the lowest for an MLB postseason game since 1919. That's amazing. Can you believe that? This portion of Waddle and Sylvie is brought to you by our great friends and partners over at Steinhoffels. Shop them today. Uh, Sharfy just texted me that he bought a new mattress from Steinhoffels. All right. You should t- give that a test drive as well. The mattress? Yeah, because you can, oh. you know, and if you don't like it, then you just bring it back. Sharfy's got going on up there. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sharfy, of course, is one of our uh, top sales guys over there. They like to call him Moneybag Sharfy. Do they really? Yeah. That's what they so. call That's him? what Zetterman was calling him. So 19704 that is the lowest. And I, I know it's a new format, and so maybe because it was a game one of a best of three and because it was afternoon, maybe if it was an elimination game, even if it was an afternoon, maybe there would be more people. But to me, that's shocking. That is a, uh, that's a low number. So... That was uh, the baseball for today. 
Uh, I, I'm excited to watch postseason baseball. I am too. I like I like postseason every every sport. I watch postseason hockey. I watch. I like watching postseason every sport. I do. Yeah. yeah, most of us do. I, well, okay. Well, I don't watch a lot of regular season hockey, but when the postseason yes, gets here, I'm yes. I'm in. Well, it's uh, same way with baseball. I usually just watch our local teams. Yeah, and then I start watching all the baseball of in course. the postseason. Uh, Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? So I was going to go in on Chase Claypool, but that audio you guys played like sent me over the top. You know, he's talking about a dog. He's talking about the measurables. But you just have to remember, like, the Steelers were willing to part with this guy. And I know, like, the change of scenery argument, not with that team. Take, take that chance in a different organization. This guy, we knew what it was. I just, I can't take it. So you're mad at polls, most of all, over over Claypool himself. Yeah, because of that audio you just played. Okay, thanks, Steve. (laughs) Appreciate it. It would be different, like, if if Chase had, had, you know, like even last year, distinguished himself in a Bears uniform, or his last half a year or whatever in Pittsburgh was he was very, very accomplished guy. Like, there wasn't a lot of production. After his rookie year, I don't think there was a ton of production. not at all. Mark, you got to be quick in Lincoln Park because we got Bears Weekly coming up. What's on your mind? Oh, boy, this wasn't a quick one. Sorry, guys. Um, Waddle and Yurko and whatnot. For years, we've talked about how football is the most rote, rigorous, don't make changes at all. Is it any wonder that when we blew up the defense last year, we have no defensive linemen, our offensive line is a shuffling deck every single week for Justin. We're changing plays on him from running to passing in the pocket. And then we fire or the defensive coordinator leaves and you have a head coach that can't control a narrative of an irrelevant pickup that was a blown call by polls. Hey, we've blown number ones, okay? That's a non story. Is it any wonder that structurally speaking, there's changes every single week and day with this team? That's why they haven't won four they're owed fourteen. All these you guys talk about it for years how these sport football has to be identical over and over and over. And all this organization has is change. Thoughts? You did a good job uh, making it quick, Mark. Thank you. Appreciate it. Waddle, you have I think a this quick Bears team has erased our thoughts. My brain is a little bit blank right now. It's I gotta fine. turn the page to Thursday. Like the, the, the post mortem of the loss to the Broncos has gotta go away. We gotta get ready for the commanders on Thursday. Don't look at me like that. It's true. We can't yeah, continue yeah. to live in the past. Wednesday is tomorrow. Okay. That's the day before the game. Joniak and Thayer will do just that. Coming Perfect. up next on uh, Bears Weekly. And then you're going to hear Black and Abdallah after them. Thank you to Barstool Big Cat for joining us. And Derek Stevens as well. Mike Palm joined us. Thank you to Jeff Meller and also Tyler Aki. For Waddle, I'm Sylvia. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday night.